It's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The Stonars are home. Sedwell awaiting the snap. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is down. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that down. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coat. The left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter Renfro caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good morning. Welcome to the Press Box. Brad Singham here with John Hyde broadcasting live on the first day of March. It's a Friday, 2024, right here on the Roars. 654-7627. You want to get in on 105.5, 975, theroarfm.com. So excited about the weekend ahead. Hope you are too. 904 a.m. On this final workday of the week, we're broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Going to be a busy show today. Clemson, South Carolina baseball. The the rivalry renewed on the diamond beginning this weekend. And we'll see what day. Beginning this weekend. And, of course, we've got NFL Combine. Uh, We've got college basketball. Clemson taking on Notre Dame tomorrow. There's going to be a lot to... Discuss, and we want to hear from you, 654-ROAR, throughout the show today. Good morning, John. How are you doing over there? Doing well, Brad. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Did you enjoy your birthday yesterday? I did. I did. It's a nice day. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I uh, wanted you to have a good... You have to celebrate it today. You got to enjoy an actual birthday. I had a real one. Congratulations now. on being nine years old. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the It's... It's a huge weekend, right? Like, I mean, this is this is one of the premier weekends of the year when you're talking about uh, the Clemson South Carolina baseball series. Yes, absolutely. Where, where are you one through ten on that? Ten. Oh, pretty high. I would expect nothing other than a ten. By the way, thank you. Um, a- any other answer would have been unacceptable. It would have been the wrong answer. There yes. was only one correct answer. And Very you, rarely you in it. sports talk is there only just one correct answer. But there, that was. Why is this series important to you? Question I pose today for our listening audience. Why? Just why? Why? Why is it such a big deal? As a graduate of Clemson University, it's always fun to watch my team beat the arch rival. It, 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 to I, me, it's as simple as that. Okay, it's bragging rights. It's the it's the state of South Carolina. Well, can I ask you this then? 
Why is this different than, or is this different than any other sport? Outside I, I, of football, which yes. is obviously, as Dabo always says, that's 365 days a year you wear that rivalry wide open every every single day. But in terms of, of this baseball, why is this one more important than soccer? Why is this one more important than basketball, tennis? It's the way that baseball is so important within the state of South Carolina. Mm. Okay. That it's not just... Baseball is just a huge deal within this state all the way across it. And, you know, you look at the mark that Coastal Carolina has had on the game within this state. You look at some of the, the runs College of Charleston has had and some of these other, you know, universities here within the state. Baseball's just been prioritized here. Okay. Like, yes. I, I feel like growing up in this state, it was the first sport that I was introduced to. Same here, honestly. Uh, it, it's also... I, Prioritize is a really good way to describe it. By the way, I think I think that's the that's the word. Uh, it's we we have so many. The, the thing that I think makes it special is how many guys. And, and I don't know if maybe this year, may, maybe the future is a little more of an exception to what I'm about to say. But it feels like you get a lot of in-state players on those two teams. Football, it's changed, right? Maybe 30 years ago, it, it depends was on the 70, era. 80% in-state. But uh, now, with it, the way that the game has changed, but but still, baseball gets a lot of in-state because we, this is a big sport within this state's borders. Just high school level, travel ball, like you name it. Like A lot of really good baseball players have come out of this state. Major leaguers have come out of this state. And then there's Georgia. you know, Right across the border, there's an enormous amount of good baseball players in that state that make the short drive over to one of those two schools. So they understand the rivalry. They get it. And so I think I think this sport may be more so than a lot of others. I think the the players, the coaches, they they live it in a way, they've grown up with it in a way that it just it hits different. Do you, you buy that? Yeah, I buy that. The emotion you see. I have watched many, many, many games where Clemson has played not South Carolina. South Carolina's not played Clemson. And I there's nothing that compares to the raw emotion you get when those two meet. Nothing. You know, this is going to come across as a shot, but it's rivalry week. We're going to take it anyways. Does some of the engagement and t- some of the atmosphere, to your point, you're talking about when you're in those ballparks, does it have to do with the programs being on kind of level playing field historically? Like, so you uh, yeah. look, at, look at football. Clemson owns a dominant edge in this rivalry. Yeah. And it would take multiple decades of straight winning for South Carolina to tie the record. Like, is, is it because of both programs have been national, South Carolina's national championships that both, both programs have seen the highest of the highs within this sport? Well, there was a stretch when this series, even though as early as it is, it had a direct correlation with how you were seated in the NCAA tournament. How you were placed in the, like it was a I I mean I remember talking to national writers and they're like, I know it's March, I know it's early, but man, the winner of this thing, they get a leg up for a top eight seed. You know, they're they're gonna be hosting. The winner of this series probably has a great chance to host, unless they just completely fall apart. But at that time, neither team was at a was at a point or a stage where it was gonna fall apart. They were just too talented. So to your point, yes, I, I think a lot of it has to do with just the the profile of the two programs.
programs and how good and consistently good they've been. There was a stretch there that didn't happen. Stretch there, you know, we've had some years where neither was ranked, where neither had even been out of a regional the previous year or even made a tournament the previous year. Like, we've we've sort of gone through some ebbs and some flows with this in the state. But I do think level levelish playing field, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that has something to do. I also think that we, we in this state, th- this is a this is a football state first and foremost. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. But baseball is the second most popular sport in this state. Yes, like I said, it was the first sport I was introduced to as a kid. And so With, I, and you too, and we grew up in completely different parts of the state. Right. I think that we have a lot of very. Uh, because baseball is so important in this state, I just think the the fan bases are very smart about baseball. Yes, I, I would agree with that. And there's, I, a, there's a high level of of not just pride, but I think baseball IQ. Yeah, and I yeah you know, I just went and did a little bit of a number crunching, and a you know, texter got in with this when I was talking about how that it seems like it's more of a level playing field in terms of just like the records when you're in baseball versus football. That Clemson has just owned that rivalry in football. In baseball, Clemson actually leads the overall series 186 to 145. So a, a good number there. But South Carolina has the immediate comeback of multiple national titles and beat you to do so out in Omaha. That's also a massive sample size, by the way, when you play. They used to play four times a year, yeah. but when you play three times a year, I don't know that a 40-game difference is is as large as it would it's be not like football. the 40 game difference that it is in football yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're playing that many games uh, against each other over the course of you know 100 years or whatever so 100 plus years uh, but I I do think that the the importance level feels high for this weekend doesn't it to you I mean there's some years I I, I vividly remember coming on these exact airwaves a couple years ago and being this sucks. This is a disappointment. No one's talking about this series. There's no buzz. No one cares. Now, I think they care in the context of the of the rivalry, but in terms of just where the teams were. Oh, yeah. Nationally, it did not move the needle what, five years ago. No. And I hated that because I love the fact that this state has a quality. And it's not just Clemson and Carolina. There's others. But quality baseball programs. And that it's such a big deal. I I want every team in the state to make the NCAA tournament. I really do. I want Citadel, Winthrop, Wofford. Good. You've established the bandwagon for uh, for the spring here. Sadly, not Furman. But I want I want every team in the state to make it. Just because I I think baseball in this state is it's it, it's a it's a badge of honor. It's a source of pride for the Palmetto State, and I'm, I'm proud of where I'm from. I'm proud of the state of South Carolina, and I, and I want baseball to be really good here. So I, I, I want both these teams to play nationally ranked every stinking year because it just means more. <laughs> yeah, Brad. Not, not, not <laughs> still alive from anybody. That's brand-new original content, John. Original content. You I'm just saying that those that little catchphrase could probably uh, ruffle some feathers right now <laughs> in the collegiate <laughs> athletics landscape. I, and I'll I, just leave it at that because I don't know if I want to do the sad, depressing uh, show again that we did yesterday. Well, we'll how about this? We'll make an attempt to liven up the depression. Hey, it's March now. You're done with your the months that you hate. 
The I calendar has turned. I don't hate February. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It certainly doesn't anger you the way January's presence does. No, no. I I, I don't have as much of a hate relationship as I do with January. It's more pettiness with February. Uh, yeah, but it, it's sort of the end of February. You know, not, I mean, I do have a, a child that has a birthday in February, so that's, you know, that helps a little bit. Or hurts, depending on what's going uh, on. <laughs> Financially, it hurts a lot of it. Depending on how many things you have to assemble. Well, the thing I hate is it comes right after Christmas. You know, like it's yeah. like, like oh, I finally got done with Christmas. Ah, oh, crap! I gotta go buy gifts for birthday soon. <laughs> Never stops. No, it 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 really doesn't. Um, but in all seriousness, it is March first, which means it's March Madness, John. It's here. It's upon us. It's fine. We have made it to one of the most entertaining months of the entire calendar year. You know, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I think this this weekend in particular may be one of my, ooh, I don't know about top five, definitely top it's ten sports there. weekends of the year. Yeah. We have the Clemson-South Carolina baseball series. You know, we are winding down ACC play here in men's and women's basketball. 7.45 tomorrow night, 7.15 pregame against Notre Dame. We got the NFL Combine going on right now. Mm-hmm. As we're starting all the draft talks, spring training's going. Paul Skeens hit 102 on the radar gun yesterday. No big deal. <laughs> so there's just so much going on right now. It's it's almost like information overload. Well, it, it is. That, it, that's, that's the key word there. It's information overload. It's not as much results overload. Like, like You are paying attention to the results of college baseball and the results of college basketball. But it's not as game oriented, you know. The, the the combine will blow your mind alone by itself if you let it. And then as you mentioned, spring it's, it's a lot of precursors, right? Spring training, things to come. I don't know. There's there's always a sense of hope, and you know, spring around the corner. Although you look outside right now, and that dashes anything. Well, texture said, said, plus Augusta's in sight. Um, it's a little over a month away. And listen, I am as down on the sport of golf as I have ever been. But I still can't wait for the Masters. It's right around the corner. So there's there's some good vibes. March is a vibe month for me. Okay. It's a really solid vibe month. The, you know, the, the season begins to change. The The sun will stay out longer. <laughs> we, we time change this month. That's always a, a plus. Uh, and then, of course, we get college basketball. John, where are you on a scale 1 to 10? For March Madness, right now I am at about, right about a six. If I were to, it's a, I'm going to try to healthy, like you know, we're going to slowly build to this okay. over the next couple weeks. So you would not feel comfortable filling out a bracket today? No. Okay. You we still need, have data points to collect. <laughs> you need uh, the the end of the regular season, and you need the conference tournaments to figure out who you really like. Is that what you're saying? You know when I'm going to tell you who I really like in the bracket? When I have the bracket in my hand on March 18th at Mellon Mushroom in Clemson from 5 to 8 p.m. when we have our March Madness show. That is when I will feel good about filling out my bracket. But until that point, I need to collect all the information possible. Okay. Sounds like you thought you were going to get quizzed today and you weren't ready for it. That's what it sounds like to me. Also, yes. (laughs) Well... I no one likes a pop quiz on a Friday, Brad. I think, well, I'm going to hit you with one. Yeah. I think we should have a little March Madness preview today on March 1st in honor of the first day of a glorious month. Okay. 
I will put you to the test a little bit. I I feel like I got pretty good handle on college basketball right now. I feel like I've seen enough teams, watched enough games. Well, then, then have you give us a March Madness primer. <laughs> give us a preview. Give us kind of a what we need to know as the calendar has turned to March. How about I also give you like one or two teams to go ahead and start preparing. Can I guess that one of them won't be Tennessee? You can guess that accurately. Do you feel the weight lifted off of you today as you have gone into March and now you can shed the Tennessee volunteers off the bandwagon? That big thump you heard about midnight was me falling off the bandwagon. It's over. It's done. I don't have to pull for Tennessee anymore. Although, I kind of want to because I think they're really, really good. They almost suckered me in, but I, I, I jumped off the bandwagon at midnight, officially. Because I, I know what happens in March. When, when you fired off your This Is March tweet at midnight that every other person across this country I fired off at midnight. That. I didn't do that. I was awake at midnight, unfortunately. 6-5-4 Roar. College basketball. NFL Combine. Clemson, Carolina, baseball. It's going to be a busy show. 6-5-4 Roar. More to come after this. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Last year was a big year for Founders Federal Credit Union and our amazing members. A total of $30 million was given back to qualifying members in the form of loyalty bonus dividends, proving once again that it pays to be a Founders member. Founders is also committed to pouring time and resources into the local communities we serve. If you aren't a member yet, what are you waiting for? Join Founders today. Visit foundersfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership qualification required. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. No one wants it to happen to them, but unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. As a family-owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client-first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider. You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. This Saturday, the Clemson Tigers are headed up to South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. As the month of March begins, the Tigers look to create momentum with a win on the road. Broadcast begins with pregame starting at 7.15. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. 
We're 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Powered by UpCountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Get back in the game with the press box. Well, our pitchers aren't pitching well, and uh, our hitters aren't hitting well, and uh, our fielders aren't fielding well, and uh, our fans aren't fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. It is upon us. It's March Madness. I know there's still some regular season left, but I want to soak up every moment of the month. I enjoy college. I, I'm all in on college basketball, John. I have turned fully my attention to uh, the sport when it comes to on the field stuff outside of you know college baseball this weekend and a few other things here and there, but I'm ready to embrace college basketball. I think it'll be a fun tournament. Question I have the quiz today, John. How many teams, just ballpark it, how many teams do you think can make the Final Four? I mean, theoretically, 68. But Yeah, it's, it's you know, everyone has a equal and fair path. Um, but do you feel like there's 30 good teams that can make a Final Four run? 40? Hmm. My, I, the number is probably closer to 30 than it is 40. Yeah, I, I agree. It's lower. Um, I, I would probably even say maybe the high teens, low 20s. How many teams just in depends the, on the how the bracket actually sets itself up would yeah. you know, dictate some of that. How many teams in the ACC could make... I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you want to clear, constitute as a deep... Let's just say Final Four. Because it seems like every year, even when the league is quote-unquote sure. down... Somebody from the ACC gets in the Final Four. Uh, obviously, last year Miami got there as a five seed, I believe. Hmm. Two years ago, North Carolina and Duke both made it to the Final Four. So even in down years, this league puts people there. So I ask you, how many teams in the ACC do you feel can make the Final Four of the NCAA tournament? Three. Three? Okay, who are they? North Carolina. All right, I agree. Duke. Yep. Clemson. Oh! Are you calling my your Clemson shot? Tigers. No, I'm not calling my <laughs> okay. shot, but okay. I do think I think you have still one of the better big men in the country, and P.J. Hall, what Ian Shefflin has been giving you right now, I, I think that would give any team in the field problems. And then, what, what's the old expression? Guards in the tournament, right? We're seeing the best version of Chase Hunter and Joe Girard right now at the same time. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, I think they're both playing, maybe not their best ball, but it, cumulatively together. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant, yeah, collectively as the backcourt. Okay. And not to mention what you're getting from Josh Beadle right now when he's able to come in and give you a few minutes. I... Yeah, now don't don't misconstrue this conversation. We're, we're, not, we're not predicting that Clemson makes the Final Four because we don't know what the bracket looks like, the road there. Exactly. But is this a team that, 
that is capable or a team that looks that profiles a little bit like a Final Four team. I think I think I could buy that in terms of the ACC. Wake Forest, they're so dependent on on basically one player. You know, like yeah. But but then again, Hunter Salas is really good. But I just don't. And if but if Hunter Salas is dialed in in any given night in the tournament, Wake can win. Yeah, that's just a lot to put on him for six games. Right. That that's the thing. If he has one bad night, they're not they're not doing anything. How many teams in the SEC could make a Final Four? Hmm. Ah, uh, that's a really good question. I feel well. The problem with a couple of them is is the logo on the jersey that gives you pause. I think Tennessee has the resume, the the roster to do it, but we have the the old joke of Rick Barnes not being able to make it that far in the tournament. But they profiles. They do that. profile. I think they profile that way. I think Alabama profiles that way. Although their defense is troublesome, but yes, it can be Auburn. Auburn, I mean, no, yeah, uh, Auburn can absolutely. Auburn can think a Final Four, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, they, they got guys on the team that are like twenty-seven years old. I mean, they're 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 beyond just grown men. They've got they're on their second mortgage. They've got some old dudes on that team. I don't I don't think Kentucky can do it. I think Kentucky could make a Final Four. I don't think they can win a national title. I think they would have to have the exact right draw and the right breaks along the way to make it there. Um. South Carolina. I just don't think it's taking win six straight games. Um, yeah. I would if look if if if, I'm, if we're gonna talk about Clemson in the in the category, I don't see why we put we wouldn't put South Carolina in there. That I'm telling you, Miji Johnson is gonna be a dangerous player in the tournament. Like you don't want to you don't want to draw South Carolina if they're like a six seed. Yeah, you know, and you're you're a higher seed. You don't you don't want to draw them in the second weekend. They the thing about the Gamecocks that, that would scare me, they can beat you in a lot of different ways. It's I mean, I know I know Michi gets a lot of the attention, and rightfully so, but they they've got post players, they've got outside shooting. That's why they're good. That's why they they've lost very few games this year. Is because they, they don't have a just a fastball. You know, they've got right. four or five guys that if Michi's on and then the rest of the guys do something, they're really hard to match up with. So I think I think South Carolina's in that. In the I would I, I'm serious. I, I think South Carolina could make a final four. I'm not, we're not predicting that today. Yes, please understand. We this is not predicting. Are they good enough? Yeah. to make a run like that. I've been backing this team most of the season. Florida. I think they could. I think I think Florida could. I would go with five out of the SEC. Would be my number. Okay. Fair number. I'm, I'm more like six. Okay. But you know I'm a little higher on the SEC than, than you are. It means more to you. How many Mountain West teams you go, you think can make the Final Four? How many are in the league? <laughs> Let's put the whole league in. Uh, wow. All right. I didn't know John Rothstein was joining us live here on the Roar today. That's awesome. Um, I Honestly, I, I think anywhere from four to six, depending on how the, their tournament shakes out and is the committee as are they agreeing with John Rostein or not? I'm not sure how they're going to view that league. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I think don't. Utah State is in. I think Boise is in. I think San Diego State is in, and I believe Nevada is in. 
I'm trying to say who I like among that group the best. I don't, I don't know. That Boise State team must be completely different than what I saw at Clemson because I thought, I mean, I thought I mean, Clemson was playing really well then, but Clemson dominated that team. I mean, they really did. They played Boise really, really well. They're 26 in the net rankings. Boise is. San Diego State got there last year. They got some of the same guys back. Why can't they get there yeah. again? And they have the experience of doing it. So they would probably be my favorite Mountain West team to get to the Final Four. I wouldn't rule out New Mexico, and I wouldn't rule out Colorado State. I'll probably stop there. Uh, Utah State, nah. I don't. I I really don't just. I, I just don't watch Nevada and think they're all that great. They lost. Their, I mean, one of their one of their best players has been injured. Jared Lucas can can shoot from anywhere on the court. We saw that the other night when he hit a half court shot. But to make a Final Four run, I feel like Nevada's maxing out at Sweet Sixteen. I'm going to ask you the question here now: How many Big Ten teams are gonna are good enough to to make a run like you were talking about with these other leagues? None. Zero? I just don't ever buy the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament, ever. The only team, the only one you ever really give any credence to is Michigan State and Tom Izzo. Because he's the only one that can get there, or has shown he can get there. Are you buying anybody in the Big Ten to get to the Final Four? No. I just don't think Purdue's going to get I, I don't know if it's history. I, I Maybe I'll get Purdue the way you look at Tennessee, and I just see no chance. No chance. Purdue I mean, it's like, fair. They've given us reasons to, to feel that way. I, I think they would get by a 16 this year, I think. Maybe. Potentially. But I think I, I think they'll run into an 8-9 team on a Saturday or a Sunday at like 1230, a little sleepy game, you know, get run. How many out of the Big East? Uh, one. Maybe two. I like Marquette. I don't really love Creighton this year, but I like I like Marquette. I'll go I'll go two, but I'll I'll probably because UConn's UConn's good enough to is UConn good enough to repeat? Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. Think they so. are. Why uh, not the Big Twelve? Everyone's most discussed basketball league this week. Well, obviously the big dog is going to eat Houston. You know, like they're they're a team that can win it all. Like yeah. You say. Give me seven teams are going to win it all. Houston's probably top of the list for ranking them. Uh, after that, you know what? I, I always say it's good enough. The thing that's in question about the Big Twelve is not to me. It's 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 more about the how they've gamed the system is the is the words that everybody's using, but it's more about how they've the the middle and bottom have been pumped up. It's kind of like the SEC in, in football. Huh? Interesting. But I don't I don't know that I that I see this being a like a five, six teams could make it to the final four. No, I think I think Iowa State's good enough. Uh Kansas is so hard. They're just I, the problem is they don't they don't get to play in it in, in Lawrence. You know, like they don't lose there. Right, yeah. They do they just simply Well, don't no, lose but they, but they will be selected into a spot that's no more than 90 minutes from campus. I know, but it's not campus. But you're right, they'll be within, <laughs> within a short drive, a very short and easy drive every year, every stinking year. But I I think Kansas is good enough to make a potentially make a final four. I I'm just I'm very still iffy on them. 
outside of that. So you're not you don't Oklahoma, have much Texas faith Tech, in Baylor or Baylor BYU. Um, not really. I don't I don't love Baylor. I, they, they do have that that one guy's going to be a lottery pick that's really good, but I don't I don't know if consistently I, I see Baylor winning four straight games to get to the final four. Uh, what about the Pac-12? Uh, one. Okay. The auto bid. <laughs> oh, oh, I was just thinking to make the tournament. Oh, to make the final oh. four zero. Yeah. Oh, they'll get more than one. Washington State's good enough. Yeah. I don't know if Washington State make a Final Four, but I think they're gonna they're definitely gonna be in the tournament. Washington's not bad. No, Washington is bad. Washington State's not bad. Washington's eight and ten in uh back oh, twelve play. Oh, okay. Yeah, we well, yeah, Washington State's gonna be one that's in the tournament. Yeah. They'll they're firmly in the tournament. Outside of that, you don't like anybody? No. I don't like Oregon. No, Oregon's not good. Or Colorado or UCLA. No, 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 no. None of them. You, no, I don't think UCLA's making the tournament. No, they're they're a average team. They're fourteen and fourteen. Mm. They were like high up. They had a chance to win the regular season Pac-12 like a week ago, but that's they got beat last night. Oh, they've lost three in a row. Yeah, <laughs> falling <laughs> second fall longest long losing streak in the league behind Stanford. Yikes! Uh, Stanford not good. Not good at all. They're coming to the ACC next year. To Little John, yeah, to Little John. Did you did you see the schedule? I did. We we can talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> you don't you don't want to get into that right now. No, because then I'll start getting really angry about how how realignment is the dumbest thing we've ever no, done. No, honestly, that's not the dumbest part of it. Oh, well, we'll save it. Okay, fine. Because yeah, we got a breakup coming, and I, I'm going to get angry. So I don't want you to get angry. Not not on the first day of March. Save that. Okay. How many teams can win the title? How many teams can cut down the nets, realistically speaking, in April? Oh, boy. 12? It's a high number. 12 to 14? We didn't talk about BYU in the conversation, by the way. We're talking about the... I mentioned BYU. Okay. Can BYU win a title? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. They're borderline for me. Uh, I think they can, can make a deep run. I am not. I, count them if you want. I am not counting Purdue. I, I'm just not doing I'm not it. either, no. I, I don't care how, quote-unquote, capable they are. I just, I'm just i just not doing a Big Ten team. Houston, Zona. Zona can win a title. Yeah. They won't. They'll flame out as a two-seed like they do every year. Um, but on paper, they can, yeah. UConn can win it again. But definitely. Don't laugh at me, but Tennessee can win it, can win it all. Sure. I mean, I know I'm sort of contradicting myself with Tennessee and Purdue, right? Because they're kind of the same team in terms of flaming out in the tournament. But in terms of perception on the press box, they are, yeah. <laughs> perception. Uh, Bama? Mm, no. kind of iffy on that. Yeah, I am. Their defense isn't good enough to win a national title. So bad right now. Unless they improve drastically, which at this stage in the game, I don't, I don't know how you can get that much better this late. Uh, Auburn? Auburn's borderline, maybe, but I, th- maybe. I, think, I think they can. You're, shocker, you're more pro-Auburn than I am here on the program. Fly, Eagle, fly. Iowa State, I think, can win a national title. Maybe. Hills? Yeah. You got North Carolina? Yeah. R.J. Davis scoring 40 a game? Certainly. <laughs> in the tournament? Yeah. If he scores 40 a game in the tournament, North Carolina's winning the national title. Most likely. 
They might win every game by three, but they'll. But he could. <laughs> BYU's a borderline team. For you. Marquette? I, I'm very torn on Marquette because I believe that they are a very extremely talented team, but I really set aside to watch that UConn-Marquette game a few weeks ago, and I can't get that image out of my head that UConn just ran him out of the building. Yeah. It wasn't even close. It wasn't close. I'm a little iffy on, on Marquette, too. They're sort of a borderline team. Duke? No. I don't I don't think Duke can win at all. I really don't. I don't think so, either. I don't think their guard play is good enough. It's too streaky. And if Filipowski gets run into again, he, he could oh miss. Oh, my goodness. He could miss like four minutes of a game, John. <laughs> There's another court storm against it. He might miss all four minutes. Well, though, thankfully, we're we're taking things into much safer places. We're we're getting out of these these horrible on campus stadiums that are just just not safe for these Duke basketball you players. You cannot storm the court in in an NCAA tournament game, so he's safe there. That's how Duke's always been so successful. You tournament. will get Jay Billist. Oh you, my if goodness! If you storm the court, you will be detained. You really are trying to get me angry right now. I kind of am. <laughs> uh, just just some teams that are always in the hunt. You tell me yes or no. Kansas? Uh, yeah. Mm. Illinois? No. Gonzaga? No, not this year. Kentucky? I don't believe this year, no. I'm going to circle Gonzaga, come back to that. That, I, that would be like the the Mark Few thing to do, wouldn't it? The team that's your least talented, and we no longer have to watch Drew Timmy play anymore, like this would be the team. Wouldn't it it'd be the Peyton Manning effect? You know, Peyton Manning left, Tennessee won the title. This is the year Gonzaga goes on goes on and wins it all without Drew Timmy. How mad would he be? He's like, I came back for seven years to win a title, and I couldn't do it. And you win How many one times me. I had to play St. Mary's for this? <laughs> San Francisco and all this? I'm serious. They might they might get uh, T. Martin. That would be hilarious. Drew Timmy would be so mad if Gonzaga went on a run and won it all without him. He would he would come back and like put on like a wig or something, like shave his beard. Like you wouldn't know who he is, just so he uh, could he could be part of it. Coming back from the other side of this break, Brad answers, who is the Peyton Manning to Gonzaga? <laughs> More to come, 654. We'll be right back. Tired of going out to eat and paying $10 to $20 for a meal, let alone breakfast? If for some reason you haven't heard the news yet, our good friends at Wendy's have the best valued breakfast around. Their two for $3 Biggie bundle includes two of either sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, or medium hot coffee. Two items, $3, great food, greater value. Check out our Wendy's breakfast if you haven't already. Your bank account will thank you later. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. 
go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Get two Bojangles ham biscuits for five bucks. It's bow time. Hey guys, did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semiglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. LowCountryMail.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How can we get your undivided attention? If you just look over here for two seconds, I'll do anything. I'll watch a foreign film. I'll talk to a man with a ponytail. Get in at 654-ROAR and let us know what you want to talk about. We are the Roar. We're back here live on the Roar, the press box for Brad and John. You want to get in, we want to hear from you. 654-7627-654-ROAR. Talk some college basketball there. It's March 1st. Madness is upon us. I think we get a pretty madness-filled tournament. I think we'll get a lot of upsets. I think we'll get a lot of good, high-quality, you know, big games, big game feels. I don't, I don't hate this year's uh, field. John, to be honest with you, I think there are some entertaining and fun teams, and you know how many teams ultimately can win a national title. We'll we'll continue to debate that as we get closer to the NCAA tournament and uh, the the postseason. Clemson still working its way through the regular season. The Tigers taking on Notre Dame tomorrow night, seven forty five p.m. seven fifteen airtime here on the Roar at or in South Bend. Notre Dame has won, what, four out of the last five, I believe it is. Or had or had won four out of the last five, stuff like that. Uh, they, they have won four of the of their last five, that is correct. Uh, a, a, a more dangerous team. Marcus Burton's a really good freshman, maybe freshman of the year in the ACC. He can get his shot from a lot of different places on the court. Very talented guard. He's going to be a handful in this league for a, lot, for a good while. Uh, well, we, we think that until he, you know, transfers. Um... But I think that Notre Dame is going to be a good test for the Tigers. If Notre Dame was just, I mean, granted, you know, you want you want to win regardless. But Notre Dame had lost four out of the last five and was still really struggling. And, you know, then then a potential upset really, really hurts you. We talked about this other day. Wake Forest losing to Notre Dame, barely even, barely even a blip. Yeah, what they move? What, two, two spots? Two spots down. Yeah. So it's a good. It's probably a good and probably a better thing that Notre Dame's playing well, in case there's some sort of letdown on the road, or in case you know Clemson just for whatever reason things go against them, they're out of their control. But 
I expect the Tigers to play well tomorrow night, and I, I expect them to win. I do, too. I mean, they've played well on the road all year. Uh, I think this is a team that knows what's right around the corner and keep playing a good brand of basketball. Stay in rhythm. You know, I, I think P.J. Hall needs to continue to kind of get back into his rhythm, and but at the same time, keep riding the hot hand of Ian Shefflin. Joe Girard, Chase Hunter. I think you're starting five right now, collectively, is playing about as good as it has all year with what Jack Clark has done defensively. Yeah, I, again, there's a, this has been the theme, I feel like, the last few games. There's a real edge down low for Clemson in this game. Like, they have the the much more talented post players. They should be working the ball inside. They should be able to get either Shefflin or Hall on just about every trip if they so choose a good look or a double down and a kick out to an open shooter. That really should be pretty simple here. I, I just I don't think Notre Dame's strong enough up front to really handle uh Clemson's prowess around the basket and rebounding and you know the Tigers can get, you know, Gerard a couple good looks early, keep Chase Hunter feeling good and the momentum that he's had. I really foresee a good opportunity for the Tigers to win handily in this game. Now this you can't take Notre Dame lightly. They are playing a lot better. This is not the same team. You know, Shrewsbury has done I think I think he's done a good job with what he walked into. I mean, Brad, this is a team that had lost uh, let me see, they were able to start conference play by beating Virginia. But then they lost oh, nine. Nine of their next ten. And then have won four out of their last five. Yeah. Yeah. Good job getting this response out of this team when things have been so bad for, what, a month plus? Yep. Shrewsbury's worked hard with, with this team. It wasn't a, let's just, oh, it's just first year. We'll just let it go. And, and He's not doing, taking the Kenny Payne approach. No, gosh. Well, Kenny Payne can't coach his way out of anything. But Shrewsbury's done, I think, you know, his son's on the team. He's a good shooter. Didn't have a great night against Wake Forest. They still won. But he's he's a he's a solid shooter. You got you got to pay a lot of attention to him. No, I, I think this was, as we've seen in this backstretch here, I think a very good hire by Notre Dame. Feels yeah, I, right. I think he has done a good job with this team. Yeah. And he's got Burton. If he can keep Burton around, he's really oh, then he really has him. something. Yeah, then he then he can really start cooking. Believe me, you know I don't just willingly just easily give Notre Dame praise. So I, I've been extremely impressed with what he has done over the last three weeks. I paid a lot of attention to their game against Wake Forest the other night because I knew Clemson was heading over there next and I wanted to get a good a good feel for the Irish and uh, their backcourt's solid. Now, they do a lot of dribble drive and kick out stuff so you've your guards have got to be on and we've seen Clemson's guards get overwhelmed a couple times this year so I think it's going to be imperative for Gerard and Hunter on the defensive end you know, or when Beetle's in there. There could be a lot of Beetle in this game, too, if, if somebody gets hot. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You see Brownell kind of going back and forth between, you know, Beetle and Gerard trying to get that offensive-defense kind of kind of thing going. Uh, but, but Burton's a hard guy to stay in front of. Had 31 points the other night and three assists and four steals. Oh, he's a baller. He's an active dude. Yeah. I, I think he's the best freshman in the league this year. Ooh. I think he is. Or at least, at least I, I think he'll get freshman of the year. I think he deserves freshman of the year. Okay. There might be more talented players, but the way that Notre Dame has played down the stretch, I see no reason not to give it to Marcus Burton. That's fine with me. He's a good player. 
Very good player. I think um, I think they'll have their hands full with him. But uh, this is also, I think, from like a prep standpoint for Clemson, this is kind of what you want to see as you're getting near postseason play is an elite guard that can give you fits. Over the last five games during this 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 good stretch for Notre Dame, 16 points, 8 rebounds against Virginia Tech, 18 points, I'm sorry, 16 points and 8 assists, uh, 18 points and 5 assists against Georgia Tech, uh, Louisville 16 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, Syracuse in a 3-point loss, 28 points and 8 assists. And then against Wake Forest, 31 points and three assists and three rebounds. I, I mean, how, how is that? I mean, this guy's on a tear right now. That's a, that, You're right. That's that's elite guard level play right there from a freshman. Scores in double digits every game. He's been he's been really difficult. Well, I think he will again on Saturday. <laughs> Probably so. Averaging in, in a losing effort for the Irish, but I I still think he is going to continue the tear that he's on. 17.2 points per game. A lot of a lot of the game runs through him. A lot of the um, a lot of everything runs through through Burton. So, got to stay in front of him. And to me, he's just as dangerous. Dribble, drive, kicking out to guys guys like Shrewsbury who are just wide open, sitting out there in the three point line. So, gonna be a good matchup. Uh, I think I think it's a good opportunity for the Tigers to really work on some things. Because you look, well, what, John, what's what's gonna happen when they get into the heat of this month? When they get into the NCAA tournament, what's what's the cliche that you hear about the NCAA tournament teams? It's guards, guards. You you, you win with guards, so you, they're going to play some really difficult, high level guards. This is a little bit of a, I think, a good little precursor for that. Absolutely, a little warm up, a good test to see, and a good reminder of what you're going to be facing over the next several weeks. I'm curious to see how they defend Burton, who they put on. I, Chase Hunter will start on it for sure. I don't think there's any question. You're, you're, you're putting your best guard on him. But Chase had to, had to draw a lot of guys this year, a lot of good guards. And when you do that, it wears you down. You know, on the defensive end, you, you get a little tired. Sometimes it affects your offense a little bit. So we'll see how this, – this is a good game for Chase Hunter to sort of show that that's not going to be the case, that he can play at a high level on both ends of the court. Again, they got blitzed in, in Miami by those guards. Remember that? On the road, oh, yeah. Just got destroyed. Uh, struggled, you know, handling the ball. Struggled passing the ball. I'm talking about the whole backcourt for for Clemson too. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen here. I think they've learned some of their some lessons, and I think they've improved a great deal in that category. So this is again a really good test uh, in a game that Clemson's favored by what seven eight on the road. Yeah, all right, six and a half seven would be would be double digits had Notre Dame not been on you know pretty much fire the last yeah, few on the heater yeah. <laughs> Now, again, they beat Georgia Tech in Louisville <laughs> during that stretch. But this was also, I mean, but like I said, they had they were like 1-10 in, in ACC play at one point or something, like 1-9. Like, it was very bad. Yep. Got to respect them. Let's go Seminole Ted. He's up next. Hey, Seminole Ted, how are you? I'm doing good. Playing in the rain today. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about the first pitch classic. I know it's a little bit of change of topic. Are you all familiar with that? Uh, no, not really. There's a tournament being held at Floor Field this weekend that features Illinois, uh, Michigan State, Western Michigan, and Florida State. So, you know, I'm going to get out there with my boy on Sunday and check out at least one or two of the games. But I, I thought that was really cool that they're bringing some northern teams 
down here to get some early practice in or some early yeah play. that they they do that uh most years the, the one of the, one of the people over at the drive is a michigan state grad and so every year they they get the spartans down here and they try to to you know get, get some other teams in to uh to have a little you know classic type feel to it well it's early but the Knowles are looking pretty strong in baseball this year so i'm i'm excited yeah, basketball's start, yeah. been a disappointment. So, <laughs> to go out there and take my son, he's eight nine. He's just now getting into baseball really good. So, yeah. he's playing his first year this year in uh, in ten U. So he's really getting into baseball. So we're gonna go watch the baseball on Sunday. But that's all I got. I'll take your comments off the air. Y'all have a good one. You too, Seminole Ted. Hope you enjoy it. Have fun out there at the ballpark. That's a good experience. That that is cool for like a fan base like Florida State. It's you know, we got a lot of Florida State fans. Oh yeah, right here in the area can go over there to see their team here in the upstate. That's, That's awesome. Really cool. And uh, Ted's right, Florida State's going to be a uh, little bit of an, a problem in the ACC this year in baseball. Are you buying Florida State start so far this year? Uh, yes. Ooh, you're not selling that. No, I'm buying that. Um, the coaching uh, cycle of a couple years ago uh, had some elite guys in it. Eric Backich, <laughs> Link Jarrett. There's some. Some elite coaches there. Things didn't go well for Florida State last year. It was a little bit of a rebuilding type season, but it also shows it doesn't. You don't have to do a whole lot in baseball. Like you, you can turn it around. That's a sport that you can turn things around quickly in because of the transfer portal and recruiting. And also, it's. I mean, Florida State baseball is is a brand within that sport. Yeah, is that is is baseball a sport where you can get more out of a freshman class than maybe any other sport? Oh, I. I'm not sure because you just were rattling off the stats of a true freshman guard at Notre Dame who is single-handedly. But there's not many is, of but them. No, they're not. Probably. But I just don't follow like high school baseball recruiting in like that kind of space to really know. I feel like, though, coaches recruit in that sport to get freshmen that will help right away more so. And not the whole class because you're bringing in a lot of guys. When you, you can't, and there is that delicate balance of guys that you think will take the MLB call and guys that won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about how many more freshmen could impact the game if they didn't go straight to the pros. That's true. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. What if? What if there were fifteen? Will what Taylors if? The, over what here? if the football rule was applied in baseball? Yeah, no, that's, like, like, it, that's not hypothetical. No, I want to go. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But like, if those guys had to go play college ball, yeah. Like they do in, in college basketball. We don't have to go to college, but you can't enter the draft. Correct, for a yeah. Year. Yeah, if they had something like that. But then they'd have to allow you to leave after one year. Oh, it'd be a, a giant mess. I don't want to even think about it. Just of all the talent that goes straight out of high school into the minor leagues, if all of those guys came and played college. Yeah. Texter says it'd be, it'd be neat to see Greenville with – Michigan State and Florida State fans walking around. That's going to be so weird. People that didn't know anything about that are going to go downtown Greenville and be like, what's all this green and why is Florida State taking over? In Illinois? What is going on here? Where where am I at? Uh, It's going to be quite confusing if you're downtown Greenville this weekend. So just remember that if you're hanging out, uh, that they're going to be playing some, some baseball. John, speaking of baseball. I see raindrops falling from the sky. Surprised we haven't gotten fifteen thousand texts asking us. Do you want to address it right now? There has been no update or change that has been made to today's game that I have been told at this point as we are approaching ten AM 
on uh, Friday, March 1st. But the weather is not... It's not great, no. Not forecasted well in, in the city of Columbia. No, so. it is not. So there may be a chance, there may be a high chance. We don't know. I, I, that, that is pure speculation. Uh, that there will not be a game today. And I can tell you, talking with Mickey Plowler, and I know he said this on the air, that if there is not, that if there is a game that gets rained out this weekend, there is a date set aside in April. So there will be no doubleheader tomorrow. Correct. No, yeah. The, the, you can't do that. Not with not with three different sites. They've always, uh, there's been plenty of rainouts in this three-game series since it went to this on weekends. There's been at least two or three. Yeah, there was one just just a couple of years ago. Uh, that I recall. So I, I think this will be, like you, you had to find a date where both teams, it makes sense to play it. Uh, some years they've tried to get it in on like that, that Monday after, you know, but that's not going to work. I think both teams have multiple midweek games this week coming up, so they're just going to to move it to April at some point, which they, they've done that in the past. Too. Yeah. Uh, this is not, this is something that they, they have contingency plans for the day this thing gets scheduled initially, you know. I would just say to keep your radio dialed to 105.5 or 97.5 all day long, and we will give you updates as soon as we have them. We will certainly keep you updated on that. Hour one, wrapping up now. Hour two gets started. We got some college football, NFL combine, more college basketball. A lot to get to on a Friday. Get ready for the weekend for this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 